0: This is Urban Tiger Radio, a project supported by CybermouseMultimedia.com, sponsors of our free weekly podcasts. Search for Urban Tiger Radio in the iTunes store or on Stitcher.com and hit the subscribe button to receive free automatic downloads. Please remember to share and rate our show before you leave. Hi, this is Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio and I want to talk to you about that dreaded C word again and maybe for the American audience that dreaded T word again, Thanksgiving. The C word for all those English people is Christmas. Now, I'm just trying to get in front here. Don't you wish you had someone who could help you with your Christmas presents so that you wouldn't have to think about what you were getting? All you had to do was just reach up, take it off the shelf pay for it, wrap it up, and that's it. Now, I can be that person. I can be that person this time because what I'm trying to say to you is that we have a load of very rare and unusual books which we can uh, make available to you, which are already available to you, but we can bring to your notice and I can give you the links to them. These books are already available on Amazon.co.uk and they're available as Kindle versions or paperback version. And they're all in stock and they're ready for you to download at your own convenience. You can also go to cybermousemultimedia.com and we do have some of them for sale on the site there. But I'm going to give you the links to them on Amazon on the preface to the podcast. So just look for the link. The link will take you straight there. I have here in my hand today the uh, first book ever published by Cybermouse Multimedia. It was in November 2013. Now, I remembered this book. I was asked for advice on the text. I was given it to read actually two or three years before that. And this is The Jeweler's Skin by Ruth Valentine. In case no one knows what a jeweller's skin is, when a jeweller who works in fine metals, gold, silver platinum, etc., are working on their workbench. On the underneath of their vice, or whatever they're using, they hang a skin, which is a chamois leather skin. And this skin catches all the filings and cuttings from all of the precious metal things that they're working with, whether they be rings, jewellery, any kind of uh, precious metal artefact. And that was... Sort of the jeweller's bonus at the end of the year, they could take this skin and try and sift out the precious metals and then sell it, and that was that paid for their Christmas. I think this is um, the jeweller's skin by Ruth Valentine, and it, it's a story of insanity at times, and or the story actually of a very sane person being inside an asylum and having been committed against their will. When this text was uh, submitted to me for publication, Ruth said to me, If you find any mistakes in that text whatsoever, I will buy you a bottle of whiskey. Now, Ruth was an English teacher and a real language expert, and needless to say, I ended up with a bottle of whiskey. Perhaps that was my jeweller's skin, my Christmas bonus. I have to share credits on the cover, it wasn't my original photograph but uh, i workshopped it redesigned it from one that a friend of hers had uh, attempted and i was actually very proud of the book and the way it turned out and so is and hopefully still is ruth 1946 england is recovering from war change is everywhere even Hollywell, a Victorian asylum outside London, has ambitions to reform. Narcissa Humphreys, resident cook at the hospital, has created a life of hard work and routine within the closed community of staff and patients. She's begun an affair, but still remains detached. Now her past is coming to light and that threatens not only her livelihood, but her hard-won sanity. It was almost comfort, but not enough for sleep. The animal, a fox perhaps, barked again. She thought she heard a car rattling down the lane, but it could have been a milk float, or something older, a horse and cart out of her memory, driving away. What she had once most feared. Reaching across the first half of the 20th century and from Kosovo to London, The Jeweller's Skin is a story of exile, trauma and recovery, told with insight and humour in vivid, luminous prose. Ruth Valentine is also a Polish poet and non-fiction writer. The Jeweller's Skin was, and I think remains, her first novel. The book is dedicated to Catherine Muller, 1881 to 1918, and her daughter, Katharina, 1906 to who knows when, whose story this might have been, but wasn't. The Prologue, 1915 She woke with the sound of someone whimpering. The words, like most English words, were shapeless to her, like the gurgle of pigeons outside in the trees. Then, no, she heard a complaining tone, no, John. In the darkened ward it could be any of them, the voice transformed, perhaps the woman with the withered arm, or the girl who fought with the nurses. She could see nothing, or nothing beyond the grey blanket over her, which around her feet merged into the darkness there was some creaking too a bed perhaps but the sound was wood a bedside locker maybe the door swinging on its hinges carefully Narcissa sat up in bed not wanting to add to the betraying sounds for anyone else who was lying there awake no, the voice whimpered no, it's not my fault The air was cold. The stove would have gone out. There was the faint smell of damp coal, or ashes perhaps, and then another smell she breathed in, testing a peppery, sour smell that after a while she realised was the odour of all their bodies. Sleeping, sweating, days since the weekly bath. It came to her as if she could see them all, naked, with flesh in folds or else thin across the ribs, their armpits and crutches and hair all giving off odours, their indecent closeness, inescapable even in sleep. She got down from the high bed, slowly, her feet chilled, and pulled the sleeves of her nightdress down over her hands. The blanket was scratchy, but warm against her palms, the metal bed-frame icy. Her feet seemed to spread on the linoleum, seemed to stick to it, resisting moving on. At the end of the bed she paused, uncertain. The ward was outlining itself in the dark around her, A foot stuck out beyond a tall white bed-frame, as pale as bone, the toes half-bent together something, perhaps a shift or a pair of drawers, had slipped off a chair and lay bunched on the floor. She let go of her bedstead, and walked on down the ward. By one bed there was the meaty smell of blood. Once she thought a woman might be awake, lying straight on her back with her hands outside the bedclothes, but there was no sign of attention as she passed. At the bend in the L-shaped room she stopped sharply, What if someone else was up beyond that corner? Her back felt cold under the flannel nightdress. She listened. Nothing. And past the corner, everything looked the same. She could have been entering her part of the ward again, with the lines of bedsteads, the grey blankets pulled up. It seemed a long time before she reached the door. Where was it that the night attendant slept? she stopped herself, reaching out for the china doorknob. Was it this end bed? She peered, but there was nothing to distinguish the grey mound, the sheet pulled up away from the foot of the bed, the hair blurred colourless against the pillow. The doorknob was round and cold, and stiff to turn. She moved it slowly, slowly, hearing the quiet click pulling the weight of the wooden door towards her. A half-light entered, a widening, geometric shape that showed the linoleum as a dull blue-gray. "'What?' the voice said from sleep, and gave in again. She slipped out through the gap and pulled the door closed again behind her. It was the long curve of the corridor, She had forgotten where the door would take her. The night world of the ward was so compelling, the sense of strangeness and risk filling each moment. Only two or three of the lights were on. The other brackets, dull, like broken branches. The opposite wall was blank. No doors, no windows, just the bulge towards her of the dado-rail and the brown wallpaper below it. On her side, On either side of her were doors, exactly like the one she was leaning against, panelled with white china handles and finger-plates. And behind each of those doors there is a ward with white bed-frames lined up and grey blankets, and upstairs above us exactly the same again, and beyond that door at the end of the corridor the men's wards, their different smells, what they say in their sleep. Someone will come. I'll be punished in the morning. She walked barefoot down the centre of the corridor. Her hands stretched out a little towards the walls, till she came to an outside door, which was swaying. Open. Ruth's book goes on to explain and explore the life of Narcissa Humphreys, a woman brought from Kosovo to marry an Englishman who then decided that he didn't want her any longer and had her committed. So here it is, an extremely delicate, intelligent exploration of the life of Narcissa Humphreys In an asylum just outside London, your friends will adore you for getting them this for Christmas or a birthday or even Thanksgiving. So, it's available on Amazon. The link will be on the front of the podcast. So take yourself straight there and order it for your friends. Okay, thank you. This is Bill Allison, and I'll see you soon. Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, you'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... (coughs) ...from Nelly. Goodbye.